Welcome to Dawn Patrol, the 30A morning show. Good morning! Presented by 38 Cottages and Concierge. Yeah! <laughs> Online, 38cottages.com. Thank you for listening to 30A Radio. We're here in gorgeous seaside Florida today, and we are just across the street from Airstream Row, which has become something of a, a staple here in Seaside, uh, a variety of uh, creative food trucks, uh, some of them serving barbecue and some of them serving um, grilled cheese sandwiches, but one in particular has been paving the way, um, not only for 30A, but on a, a national movement toward a, a healthier lifestyle. So we're Pleased to be here today with Jennifer Kuntz, the founder of Raw and Juicy Organic Juice Bar and Cafe. Thank Hi you for there, joining Mike. us. Thank you. It's uh, pretty exciting to see not only the success of the food truck that you created seven years ago, but now that you're getting ready to expand. And uh, some people would actually expand more than 50 yards away from their original <laughs> location, but you're expanding literally across the street here in Seaside. Literally across the street. And what is the, the name of the new place? The new place is called Raw and Juicy Life. Yeah. And so what differentiates uh, Raw and Juicy Life, uh, which is um, located right across the street, um, right across 30A from Airstream Road, right in front of Bud and Alley's, what differentiates this new location from the original Raw and Juicy Airstream? Um, Raw and Juicy Life was inspired mm-hmm. by um, the lifestyle that I believe that people lead when they mm-hmm. go to, you know, when they're customers at Raw and Juicy, and Raw and Juicy really serves... Um, fresh juice, mm-hmm. all organic. Um, mm. You know, we cater to our customers as much as possible, but we have one window. We right. have one opportunity to really get to get to our customers and everything else is outside. Right. Um, and so, you know, we deal with birds and weather and, <laughs> you know, all sorts of stuff. And so we have limited opportunity to share what we all know about living this lifestyle yeah. at that Airstream. So at the Airstream, we get to just really sling food and juice and great stuff. And mm-hmm. so at the space, what we do is we get an opportunity to share with you um, sustainable sources for great things for your home, mm-hmm. hand-blown glass decanters for wine, um, beautiful picnics to take to the beach, mm-hmm. really encourage people to live and eat outside. We've got mm-hmm. travel hammocks and really cool outdoor swings and just things that represent the raw and juicy lifestyle. And they're all sourced um, you know, carefully and mm-hmm. the space has really been curated yeah. entirely. Every single thing in the space is really important to us and is all part of a raw and juicy life. So you just celebrated your seventh year in mm-hmm. April, and um, you were born in Georgia, right? I was, correct. But then to get to 30A, which it's not that <laughs> far from Georgia, but then the next right. logical step for you is to go to Alaska, apparently. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at what age did you end up in Alaska? I ended up in Alaska at the age of five. Yeah. And was there until 14. Wow. So. And so did that play... Or what role, certainly had to play some role, what role did that play in formulating your desire ultimately as an adult to kind of foster a, a healthy lifestyle, not just for yourself, but for your, the community that you live in? The, um, you know, gr- growing up in Alaska um, was a really interesting experience. My mother is from New Jersey mm-hmm. and certainly didn't know anything about being in Alaska or the wilderness. <laughs> um, and so... We had a really interesting experience there because for her, it was, it was a different lifestyle, but for me, it was really the only lifestyle I knew. So it did shape what I do here because we ended up really, in essence, living off the land. We would go deep sea fishing every summer and fill a freezer full of fish. Her friends would hunt. We would fill the freezer with you know moose and caribou and salmon and halibut. And literally, that's what we lived off of all year. 
Wow. So we did sort of, you know, it was, I don't know if I'd call it farm to table, but we did, we definitely had a wild crafted mm-hmm. um, lifestyle for a long time, just by proxy, just because we were in Alaska and just because that's, you know, that was the least expensive way to live. Yeah. And it's very expensive to be in Alaska because everything is imported and um, it's a great pastime to spend time on a deep sea fishing boat and pulling up halibut, pulling mm-hmm. up, you know, we had um, friends who had float planes and we would drop into rivers and pull up salmon and um, smoke salmon right on the beach. And so this is, that was definitely a connection to, um, definitely a connection to the um, natural environment there. Mm-hmm. Really wonderful. Wow. And so then after, you know, a, a dozen years in, in literally um, the wilderness, uh, mm-hmm. you came back, uh, started working your way back toward the south. Uh, you went to Washington State next. I right. guess that's almost halfway. And then you worked in Yellowstone for a period of time? I did. I did too. So did. I, I worked as a you? cashier at Old Faithful Lodge. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I worked uh, in a restaurant in uh, Canyon. Canyon Lodge. Oh, Canyon's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, definitely, it's, it's a unique experience and it's something that I highly recommend because it's kind of like once you've bought the t-shirt and once you've drank as much beer as you can, there's nothing else to spend your money on. So no. you actually can make money even though you're only getting paid below minimum wage, right. but your room and board's paid for and you just, it, it's, a, it's an amazing experience. It was an amazing experience. And um, from there, I had actually gone through Colorado on my way to work at Yellowstone National Park okay. and um, I bought tickets to a show in uh at Red Rocks. Okay. It was the Horde tour. And um, I got up to Yellowstone, decided to come back down for the show, and my car broke down on the way down hmm. to Colorado, and um, ended up just barely getting into Boulder, just barely getting out of town, <laughs> left the car just outside of, um, just before the Wyoming border, and ended up hitchhiking all the way back to Yellowstone to get back. Wow, that's a pretty good hitchhike. That's it was a, a good way. hitchhike, but it wasn't bad because I had a girlfriend who was doing it with me. Okay. Um, the following weekend, though, when I came back to get my car, I had to hitchhike back down. And that was a longer trip because that was solo. Yeah. And um, was a big reason I ended up in Colorado because I really couldn't get my car out of Colorado. And so you went to school then in Colorado, right? I did. And you, you're a classically trained dancer. dancer. Yes. Wow. That's pretty impressive, but it's not nearly as impressive as the next part, which I read was like, there's something about martial arts in there too. Oh, the capoeira. I did play capoeira for a long time. Um, What is that? It's a Brazilian martial art. Okay. There's two different types. There's regional, and um, that's the one that I practice, which is more of an upright, aggressive form. And then there's also a lower form, but it's really a Brazilian martial art that um, appears to be a dance. Mm-hmm. And so it's really that every move has an offense and a defense. And um, it's, it's the culture itself of, the, um, of Capoeira is entrenched with music and with dance and what I would say would, is it celebratory. So mm-hmm. it, was a really, it was a very um, sweet thing, very sweet experience. I mean, it was aggressive and mm-hmm. martial art, but then it was also, I mean, we danced every single night, played instruments together, it was great. And so somehow, you know, you then go to California and you go to New York and a little bit of time in Europe. So we've got this essentially, um, you know, salmon moose slaying, uh, <laughs> uh, brilliant jujitsu, uh, martial arts you know, expert. And then you end up on 30A. Correct. Right. This sleepy little beach town. Mm-hmm. And given all the places that you had lived in, I have to imagine there was some lack of uh, amenities, for lack of a better word, in Alaska um, but yet a lot of the places you were in New York and California had a little bit of everything. So then you get to 30A, which was still very much evolving probably, you know, as it still is, but, mm-hmm. but still lacking certain things that you probably 
yeah. desired. It was very quiet. Yeah. It was 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I arrived on my 30th birthday. Okay. And it was in November, and the place was deserted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could sit in Seaside, and, I mean, and, and there'd be nobody <laughs> walk by. Yeah. Right. And we, you know, we don't have so much of that anymore, but boy... Mm-hmm. That was the first time I'd ever experienced anything like that in my entire life. Hmm. And um, I can tell you, my meditation practice got real solid. <laughs> I spent a lot of time <laughs> sitting <laughs> and, you know, contemplating. It was actually, yeah. it was probably the first time in my life I had actually stopped moving. Yeah. And so at what point did you meet, um, first meet, or is there a story about your first meeting with Robert and Daryl Davis who founded Seaside? I believe the first time I'm... Mm, I don't remember exactly the first time I met them, but mm-hmm. I know that um, I know Sandy Fisk really well, who is mm-hmm. related to um, Daryl, mm-hmm. and I know Melissa Davis really well through yoga, yoga. and yep. teaching yoga, and um, and so the two, Sandy Fisk and Melissa Davis, had both knew that I was looking for a place to put this Airstream trailer mm-hmm. to start a juice bar, mm-hmm. because I'd been living here for several years and teaching yoga and had worked in a juice bar in college and really wanted to share that, that knowledge with um, the people that I knew here. Mm-hmm. And, but I wasn't sure where, where I was going to do it. And I'd been talking to the Hartleys and I was going to put it on their property there where the V is mm-hmm. and um, had kind of, you know, just been bouncing around town trying to figure out where to put it. And I was visiting my, my family in South Florida and um, I got a call from Robert Davis, the secretary that said, Robert Davis would like to meet with you Mm-hmm. when you're back in town, about opening your juice bar here in Seaside. And um, it turned out that that meeting was with Daryl, and mm-hmm. um, it was a great meeting, and I mean, yeah. as I say, the rest is history, but it was, that was the first time I'd actually ever sat down with Daryl. Um, soon after that, I sat down with um, Robert Davis and asked him if he would allow me to do the farmer's market mm-hmm. and sort of resurrect it from when Daryl used it, um, right. you know, to get people to come, coming through town to stop and see what they were doing here. So um, I had lunch with Robert, and that was probably the first time we'd really sat down. And mm-hmm. that was soon after I'd opened my business in 2008. You probably don't remember this, but I remember one of the first times I met you. Um, I think you were going through a period <laughs> of time where you were wondering whether you were going to stay here. And, and mm-hmm. that you did really seem to miss certain things, um, the farm-to-table aspects of of other communities might have had a farmer's market or mm-hmm. certain amenities that were important to you. And, and I, I really, at that time, thought you were leaning toward moving away, perhaps. Uh, and then it was pretty exciting from an entrepreneurial standpoint to see, instead of leaving, you decided to stay and to bring those things that were missing. Um, uh, again, such as um, the, the Seaside Farmer's Market, which you founded. Um, it, pretty exciting to see that that was the choice you made rather than leaving us. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting choice. Um, I can say there's been a lot of perseverance that's taken place that I would never have anticipated or I, could, mm-hmm. I, I did not anticipate um, between the oil spill that we had in 2009 mm-hmm. and we had a market crash right after we opened mm-hmm. um, you know, and there are some other things that have, you know, taken place that have been very, very challenging. Um, but I think that my hard-headedness and stubbornness works in my favor. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I did, I did decide to, to hang in there. And um, part of it also is that I had a tremendous amount of support in this community. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, I felt like I wanted to stick with it and not let people down. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I come from a production background with my dance and I worked in the music industry, um, I knew that I could make some things happen. 
right. to produce some things, whether it was a farmer's market or, um, you know, I was on the board of the repertory theater. And mm -hmm. so, you know, working with the rep and doing, you know, what I could with them and doing what I could to kind of continue to bring these things together. Um, yeah. I appreciated the challenge and I appreciated the support. Well, now you can see that, you know, it goes sometimes from support to adoption. And I think mm -hmm. now you're seeing more farmers markets literally from east to west uh, uh, popping up. You're Absolutely. seeing more uh, local restaurants really tout their farm to table menus. So in just a few short years, I think you've introduced something that has kind of set a set an example. Um, uh, and, and now you're kind of seeing the results, the fruit uh, of, of your work. Um, is that you find that especially rewarding or? I think it's very gratifying, mm -hmm. and I'm thrilled. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have such a beautiful environment here that there's no reason that we shouldn't be eating beautiful food and living a beautiful life. I mean, we have a very, um, I don't know if I want to call it a privileged culture, but we really do. We've got a lot of open space. Mm -hmm. um, we have an opportunity to get into nature very quickly in the environment that we live in. Mm -hmm. um, we have a small enough town and a, a connected enough town that, we, you know, you always see somebody that you know. You can always connect with somebody. So it just makes sense that we would also be eating really good food. We would be taking care of our environment, that we would be taking care of each other. Um, mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. all, you know, that's all part of it. So it's, it warms my heart to see that in our community. Well, if you're in Seaside anytime soon, not just this summer, but year-round, um, we hope that you will certainly stop by and visit Raw and Juicy Organic Juice Bar and Cafe, which is the Airstream on the north side of 30A. And um, if it happens to be raining, uh, or if you want to really explore the lifestyle even further, um, we want you to come visit um, the Raw and Juicy Life Shop, um, which will be on the south side of 30A by Bud and Allie's. The website is rawandjuicylife.com. Anyone can go visit that and learn more about what uh, Raw and Juicy's philosophies are. And uh, obviously, if you're here um, on a Saturday, is, is the farmer's market on s mostly Saturdays, right? From 8 a.m.? Summer hours are 8 to 12. Winter mm -hmm. hours are 9 to 1. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for everything you've done, not just uh, uh, for um, the community, um, but for healthier living in general. And uh, we look forward to seeing the new store open and uh, can't wait to see, uh, see you have another big anniversary here in seven years. Thank you, Mike. All right. Thank you. Dawn Patrol, presented by 38 Cottages and Concierge, with properties in Rosemary Beach, Seacrest, Seagrove, Seaside, and Watercolor. Unpack, relax, and forget where you're from, 38cottages.com. 30A Radio, brought to you by The Growler Garage, with 40 craft beers on tap, just steps away from the beach, located across from Ed Walline Beach Access at the corner of 393 and 30A at Santa Rosa Beach. Grab a growler, growlergarage38.com. <laughs>